0: Everybody. Welcome to Poetica and Prose Podcast. This is our first episode. I am Chris Duncan, also known as Poetica Ex Machina on Instagram. And I am here with my writing partner, Corey Young, who is prose of a con. Hi, Corey.
1: Hi. I love it when you say my writing partner. <laughs> <laughs> do you? Yeah, I do.
0: We're also here with producer Paul, um, producer who is also Paul. part of producer Paul who is part of the writing community and our engineer on this podcast. Say hi, Paul.
2: Hey, Paul.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I can tell that this is going to be fun already. Um, So we're bringing this podcast to you um, because we – uh, have been doing broadcasting on Instagram for some time. We've been hosting open mics and we've been helping sort of build a community there. And we had a lot of requests for a podcast um, to talk about not only the Instagram community, but what we do, um, how Corey and I work together when we write together and a number of other topics um, relevant to both Instagram and the writing community or, or the writing art At large. Um, So in today's podcast, we are going to talk a little bit about who we are and what the Instagram writing community is. Um, We're going to talk about saving the world through art. We're going to talk a little bit about how how Corey and I and Paul all found the Instagram community. And then um, Corey and I story how we met each other. Um, So that's what we're going to talk about today. So Corey, do you want to talk a little bit about the Instagram community, the writing community?
1: Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, I've often asked this, asked this question to Chris. How many people do you think are involved in the Instagram writing community? And it's something that um, I try to get a gauge on for some reason because I'm constantly coming up with or, you know, stumbling upon a page that um, I've never seen before. And the writing is great. Right. Um, I really don't know. How many people are involved in that um but i do know that it is has been for me obviously writing is a great outlet but being able to share it with people that are like-minded um that really like uh you know poetry prose most of the time music other arts as well um they're just artistic type of people um also i uh which I think this is this is kind of a common theme for people I've talked to that write on Instagram or just, you know, any type of art they post on Instagram. Um, they don't know a ton of people that have the same interests as them. Um, maybe even their friends and family, stuff like that. It's like, why do you write on Instagram? Why do you, you know, why do you write? Why do you record yourself playing music or doing this or doing that? And it's about, it's about a community. It's about feeling like, Um, there are people out there that are, that share the love of art like you do. And I think it's, uh, something that's really cool because it's something that, I don't know, 15 years ago, it, it wouldn't have come together the way that it is now with the way that we're all at each other's fingertips, right?
0: It's made the world and especially the writing world very small, um, and it's such it's such a, a niche community, um, in in the sense that Instagram is designed to be a visual uh, camera roll of people's lives or of yeah. celebrities and things like that. And so the fact that there is this basically artist commune that exists on this platform that it, it wasn't designed to be a part of, and it is forced poets and writers to add a visual element to the work that they do. Um, It's, it's an amazing thing to see. And and we'll talk a little bit later about how we each found the Instagram community, but um, you know, so many writers, you know, aren't supported either in their communities at home or by their families. And um, because it's a tough road to walk to be a writer. Um, And so, the fact that you're able to come in and find, as you said, Corey, those like-minded people, it's, it's a very cool thing.
1: Yeah. There's a, I just want to touch on something you said. There is um, most definitely a loneliness about writing it, uh, you know, and in not the ways, Oh, I'm lonely. And it's like an emo, whatever. It's not like that, but there's a loneliness when you commit yourself to writing something real. There's a loneliness about it because Generally, you write the things you know. I know those are the things I love to hear people, or I love to read from the people that I like to read. Um, They're going to write about things they know, and a lot of times the characters are very reminiscent of people in their own life. Um, You may be talking about your mom, dad, sister, brother, a lot of times girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife. You may be talking about your mistress. You may be talking about your—I don't know what the— male equivalent of mistresses but you may be talking about your side piece whatever that is you your mister your mister your mistress and mister but that doesn't, that doesn't really encompass what i'm saying but you may be talking about your mistress and you may be talking about your mister um <laughs> no but for real you may be talking about one of the something that is very deep and private and maybe scandalous maybe um somebody might look at you and go, oh you know This guy's a scumbag. This guy's, you don't share those things with your family. You don't share those things, but you need somebody to talk to about it. Maybe you just need a notebook to talk to about it. And now there's another aspect of that. If you write where it's like, this could spark a conversation with somebody who, of course I feel a kinship with, and I respect maybe advice. I respect um, the things they've went through. And it's a way to sometimes discuss things like that with somebody who you don't have any accountability to really.
0: Yeah, and it offers an anonymity too. I mean, you get to, you know, pen names have been a part of writing for centuries. Um they're you know, they're just a part and parcel of of being a writer, but um you know, you have the true ability to hide and, and be anonymous through a platform like Instagram um, Because you have an Instagram handle and you have a choice whether or not you want to show who you are um, or who you're not. I mean, I personally and Corey, I know you have um, two of the same friends whose identities are wholly a secret um, Mm -hmm. on Instagram. And they absolutely, you know, part of their persona is that they don't share that, you know, unknown the poet. Never shows his face to this day. No one knows what he looks like. They know he has absolutely beautiful eyelashes, um, but that's that's about <laughs> that's right. all that they
1: know. And Captain um, Grolix
0: and Captain Grolix, uh, who who never shows his face and is uh, our resident alien. So,
1: yeah, and he has a whole yeah. story behind it. When I first, um, the first time I was actually ever introduced to Captain Grolix was when you did an interview on your, um, instagram alive with him and it was to me it was one of the first times where i felt um the kinship that i feel often in one of your lives on instagram and just when i talk to you of course and other people that i'm close with on instagram but it was the first time that i felt that and i honestly i mean if i'm being 100 honest i thought why the hell does he co- i was pretty new to writing and i thought why the hell does he cover his face it's I'm like, I like this guy, but that just seems silly to me. It's the truth. Now that I write more, and the, re- and the reason why I'm saying that is because I understand it so much better now. When I wanted to get um, a little more real with the things I was writing, and I wanted to be a little more pointed at the things that I was writing, um, I I thought, God, that anonymity might be good. You know, that, that, that can yeah. be a way to be more honest about the things that you have to say.
0: Yes, absolutely. It offers, yeah, it offers, it offers the transparency that we don't get in any other aspect of life for certain. Yeah. Um, And especially as you gain notoriety. No, especially as you gain notoriety and then there becomes a expectation. I mean, you get your own, I mean, there are varying levels of celebrity on Instagram, no matter what sect you're in. Um, and so as as that changes and evolves, then of course, you know, that an- anonymity becomes something that's more highly desirable.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Paul, what say you about the Instagram yeah, community? Paul. <laughs> Producer Paul?
2: Um, I'm not entirely sure what I have, what my take is on it quite yet. Um, <clears throat> um, I, I came in... Kind of um, tangentially, I guess, through you, Chris, Um, I don't write, I don't really post, but I, you know, I participate in um, the things that go on and the things that um, you guys presents and obviously the community. Um, It's very interesting in that um, I lost my train of thought, I'm sorry. (laughs)
0: That is totally, totally okay, me. producer Paul.
1: I think, I just want to say you're like, well, I don't write, I don't do whatever. Um, but honestly, you have one of the most, to me, you have one of the most uh, interesting and probably genuine perspectives of what it is. I look at it, the Instagram, Instagram community, and I go, to me, it is so interesting. Um, not just because I write and all that. I tell myself it's not just because I write and all that. It's interesting because I get to watch it the way it unfolds. And I am um, a diehard cynic. I have mm-hmm. a very cynical view. <laughs> I have a very cynical view of people in general. Yes, um, and you'll hear that come out, I'm sure, as as this uh, moves forward. But as you get to know all of us, but um, I can tell you, it's part of the reason why it's interesting to me is because even though I do, you know, talk a lot of shit, obviously, Chris, to you, and I say, you know, I always crack the joke that, oh, well, if you want to know you know, if you're like, Oh, I don't know why they did that. I don't know why they told me they loved whatever or this. And I'm like, cause they fucking want something from you. <laughs> that is half of my view. Right. I do that. But I will tell you, I've never felt, I keep using that word kinship. Um, I have never felt that the way that I do with this community. And I've never really believed as much as I do about a group of people that they really are hoping for the best for each other.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that there's such a generosity of spirit within the community um, to, to new people who are coming up, lots of people who are willing to give a hand up to other artists and mentor them. I think mm-hmm. that that is such a critical part of any community. I, I, I've said this many times in live streams, um, but I came up in an open mic community um, you know, I started in high school with an open mic community. And then in my 20s, I was part of an artist community in Hot Springs, Arkansas. And, you know, that was the most wonderful time in writing for me prior to coming to Instagram, believe it or not, because that was such a rich, supportive uh, environment for young writers to, to be exposed to other styles and to be able to gain mentorship from other, um, from other artists. And so to have found an ecosystem like that uh, in a digital environment it, it, that has that generosity of spirit and that genuine wish for everyone to do well um, is amazing. Now, that's to say, you know, your cynicism aside, there's an underbelly Right. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely.
2: There is. Um, oh, it's a,
0: I think that we can't.
2: It's, an, inter- it. it's can't an internet deny, social yeah. community. So there's, there's darkness to it, period.
1: Absolutely. There's,
0: there's darkness, there's drama, there's all kinds of things. We're actually going to dedicate an entire episode to that.
1: So. Yeah. And there's probably enough to do three episodes on that. But honestly, I think we do a pretty good job of staying out of that as much as possible.
0: Well, um, I think if yeah, I think that there's a buffer that you can put between yourself and 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 that that kind of stuff that goes on. I
1: think there might be- yeah, that may be a good may um, good little bullet point for the for the next one um, as we talk about obviously drama in the Instagram community, ways to stay out of that.
2: Yeah, I think there's a, a level of importance to kind of addressing that without putting a spotlight on it and getting
1: involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, spotlighting the individual thing can be um can can be a huge issue. But li- like we said back back on uh, that, it's like, of course it's something. You're gonna have trolling. You're gonna have you know tit for tat, and somebody doing this to get maybe a rise out of you, or to get to gain something from you, or pretending to love whatever, or you know you see a lot of that. Leave a comment. Leave a comment. All that bullshit. Um, you I can,
0: got I got trolled today.
1: Go for it. <laughs> I like hearing when I, you get trolled. I just think it's fun. <laughs> I love you so much, but I just... <laughs>
0: you think it's hilarious when I get trolled?
1: I, I kind of do.
0: It's happening more and more. I don't know. I'm starting yeah. to offend people. I don't... Your page is getting bigger
1: know. and people are like, oh, I'm going to um, start something. I'm going to start yeah. something with this person.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I wrote... Um, I wrote an epigram that says, I am the girl that men want to change for, but they don't. Loved it. (laughs) And the whole genesis of that was you know, I end up in these relationships with guys who I don't I don't need them to change, I love them the way they are, but they want to be good enough. And so they try to be good enough. And somehow, when they fail to be good enough, it's my fault as if I asked them to change in the first place. And that's the whole thing that that was supposed to capture. And so this guy comes on and leaves a comment and says, uh, I'm the girl who's so self entitled that I have to make up reasons for why people oh, don't like
1: shit you. he just straight dogged you <laughs> yes. which is fun. <laughs> which is so funny because so many times those things are born out of a misunderstanding it's like you didn't understand what i was trying to say which i know you and you just let it roll and you're like whatever oh, well yeah, who knows care. maybe you're in a mood maybe you're in a mood and wrote a novel in the comments i don't know
0: I didn't. I was not in a mood. Thank whatever. You very
1: yeah. <laughs> but for real, I know you, you just let it roll. But honestly, what you would love to do or what I would love to do, and you know me, I like to argue. Um, I would love to sit down when somebody does something like that and say, you know, I'd really like, you know, it's like I'd like to talk to you face to face and, and systematically show you why you're a moron. I will go through the steps and teach you, son. I will put you under my wing. But for real, that's really the attitude. It's like, because if they got it nailed, nailed it on the head, it's like, okay, I get that. But if they completely misconstrued the entire thing and then just started on a tangent, it's like, this has more to do with your life experience than it has to do with what these 20 that's, words
2: said.
0: Right? Exactly. And you know, that's what I, I mean, I went back and I reread it and I was like, yeah, I could see how somebody could take from that. But it would be somebody who was, I mean, there's a personality profile for somebody who would take it that way. So I'm open to whatever interpretation. And I mean, this is... This is fodder for probably another six episodes, which is interpretation of art and you know the the right that people have to their opinions and that itter- interpretation. Don't
1: get me don't get me started. But I, I won't. Don't get me started about that.
0: All right, squirt, settle down. All right,
1: there, chief.
0: <laughs> so anyway, I thought you'd appreciate <laughs> that that I was trolled. So there you go.
1: Yes, I do appreciate it. All right, so. Um, I didn't, I didn't start any kind of, um, let me see here. Where are we at? We do. Do we want to save the world through art? Do we want to save the world through art?
0: I would love to save the world through art.
1: I just love to save the world. Ding. Just kidding.
0: Oh, wow. Did you blink, <laughs> did you blink, blink when that happened? And was there no, no, teeth a teeth in your smile? I did
1: a big smile. And then I imagined that I was, I was putting the sound effects on. Oh,
2: the we list. need to build the sound. Did that not
1: come, did that not come through this? is this mic broken? Did that not come through? Just kidding. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I thought the imagery came through the microphone. I'm using a cheap mic. So that's probably what happened. Uh, we'll just chalk it up to that. Uh, I don't want to save the world through art. And I also don't want to save the world. So I guess the answer is no for me. And why am I so terrible? Um,
0: I've always fascinated the yes by your you. perspective on this. Yeah.
1: I don't, it's not that I don't want to save the world, and it's not that I don't want to save the world through art, I guess. Um, my perspective is really, which, take it or leave it, my perspective is everybody does something for something. And I have a really hard... And I'm not saying that's the truth, but I am saying logic tells me and experience tells me that most of the time, that's what somebody's doing something for. So the question to me, do you want to save the world through art uh is even though i wrote the question a bit silly um i think you want to do a ton of things with your art and i think if saving the world was a byproduct of you getting what you wanted you would absolutely be on board i'm not saying you i'm just saying people
0: no i understand i understand and i think it depends on your definition of what save the world means i mean save it from what and when i think about the things that I connect to in art and it really doesn't matter what the medium is. It doesn't matter if it's writing or painting or, or singing, you know, what have you, I think if it can heal, if it can touch, if it can bring some elegance and some kindness um, to, to the environment or the situation or the people who are consuming it, then that is one step towards saving the world. And that's,
1: Yeah, and that premise, absolutely, to start out that way, to go, well, it depends on what your definition of saving the world is. Um, You're absolutely right. If if you're saying that's the definition of saving the world, then I agree. My thing is, um, and I really believe this, if everybody just set out to, if I just set out to only write what I need to write if I was able to get rid of whatever selfish uh, motivators that I have, which I have them, I'm not sitting here saying everybody else is terrible and I'm not, I'm saying I know my own heart and I've experienced humans enough to know that they have my heart. Most of them have my heart, right? Most people are as good, bad, whatever you want to call it as I am. Um, Which is a great feeling. If everybody set out to just share their work because it was therapeutic for them to write or because they thought, you know, maybe somebody will read this and all that. um, And it will, you know, make them feel the thing I always come back to is make them realize they're not alone. That may save the world through art. Yeah. That may be what saves the world through art.
0: But I want to address something that you said that I think is interesting. Right. And and I, it goes Mm -hmm. back to if we could share simply therapeutically, that's Mm -hmm. the rub is that, we're writers. (laughs) And so we want to be noticed. I mean, there's always this hint of, you know, the, the waft of narcissism that comes, you know, with writing as much as we do it purely. And I do believe that we do it purely and it comes from a pure place. We still want to be noticed for it. We still want to get the word out and it, it creates this odd paradox, um, Mm -hmm. of, the, the altruism of of putting your stuff out there, but the desire that I think everyone has, whether they can admit it or not, that they want fame and notoriety for having written yeah, something, or at the very least to be studied in an English literature class someday.
1: Yeah, I want to be studied in some kind of class. I'm sure I have been studied in some kind of class, but probably I'm not. I'm pretty sure
0: literature. you're going to get studied in some kind of class.
1: <laughs> yeah, at some point. I'll I get I studied in <laughs> something. Um,
2: I probably don't want it to be. Yes, <laughs> yeah, you will.
1: I won't be bragging about it, but somebody will be studying me <laughs> no matter what. It'll it won't be, be exactly <laughs> Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Chin to <a> forehead, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about perspective, Chris. Settle down. It's all
0: it's all about perspective. So Paul, I mean, do you have thoughts on I'm curious to know if you have thoughts about the ability to save the world um, through art?
2: I think the general concept of quote unquote saving the world is you know, incredibly, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but very touchy-feely, um, really ethereal. Um, and, and I don't, don't worry. The world can't be saved, in my opinion. It's more a goal yes. of trying to bring people um, to focus on a maybe a shared or common perspective on uh, global issues and whatnot. So, And I think that that can be done through art, writing, poetry, uh, visual mediums, and whatnot.
0: So I'm outnumbered is essentially what you're telling me is my optimism isn't welcome here. No, I get it. I see how you guys are. It's
1: fine. I like it that way. Honestly, I like it that way. I'm glad that producer Paul is. I'm going to say close to as cynical. I'm not going to say as cynical, but close to. I mean, some of the things you were saying
2: really got oh, me I'm thinking. Cynical as fuck.
1: The world. Yes, there we go. That's the ticket. The world cannot be I'm, saved now.
0: I am surrounded I'm by cynical.
1: That's all I want. You
0: there are. You. A <laughs> <There> <go. laughs>
1: <laughs> so let's hear let's hear about sunshine and puppies, Chris, and uh, saving the world.
0: And now I've already given you my perspective on on saving the world because it's healing. But now that you yes, yeah,
1: because it's healing. Because and it's I, like, you yeah. know, what the thing is when I say healing like that with that sarcastic tone, I know you're about to, you know, settle down, Corey. But I don't mean you know that's just. I don't mean that's lame. When I say, Oh, it's lame. I don't mean it's lame. I just mean everything in my life, 31 years, everything that I have experienced, not everything I experienced been bad, but everything I've experienced, if I put it all together and go, you know, do I trust another human wants to save the world? It's very difficult for me to answer that question. Yes.
0: I, I think I still have so much hope in, in humanity in that sense. and, and, I don't know. We've talked about old souls versus new souls before, and I consider myself to be sort of a new soul who still is fascinated by the human condition and isn't so good at this life thing yet. Um, but one byproduct of that is I have a great deal of hope, and I think that art is a way to do that. I mean i I learned a long time ago that if you bring the things that trouble you the most out into the light, that they lose their power. Um, and, and so you can take that one step further with, with, in in my case, writing poetry, where I try to write the most, I try to write the truth, the closest thing to the whole truth about me and myself as you can get. And if I can do that, then it doesn't have as much power over me, the darknesses that are on the inside. Um, but what it can do is comfort someone, um, what it can do is comfort someone who also has those same darknesses that live within them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that that's absolutely. Hope.
2: I agree. With yeah. You.
1: When I um, go
2: ahead. Oh no, I just said, I agree.
1: I heard you breathe in Chris. Oh, I agree as well.
0: <laughs> so let's talk about, let's talk about how you found the community. So I know everybody has their story about how they stumbled on Instagram. So Corey, how did you, how did you find Instagram?
1: Um, so when I was a a young man about, you know, knee high to a duck, (laughs) I, uh, no, I'm kidding. A few years ago, I, I, I never had, okay. So I'd written music a lot when I was probably 18, 19, um, been in bands, done that kind of thing. Never really took the writing. The the writing was always just something that needed to go over the music, right? It was a vehicle to. To play music, um, it was never something I took very seriously. Though I did love lyrics, and I'm talking about an obsession with lyrics. It's it's funny we've talked about how you do um, have an obsession with lyrics. I have an obsession with the lyrical content of a song. Like it, I mean, it makes or breaks for me. Absolutely, um, oh, totally. And it's funny because I also have an obsession with communication and i've kind of had that my whole life love language or whatever but i never really for some reason i'm a little dense i never really put the things together like i don't know what what i would have said Corey. you should write a diary anyways um whatever it was i never really experienced writing much except for you know if i'm going to write a song if i was gonna write some communication something you know at work or whatever um i had put all the music stuff kind of on hold when I was uh, 18 19 and um, got married and I don't know if I experienced some kind of anyways we can go we can go deeper into that later but at some point I struggle with addiction I still always struggle with addiction always will struggle with addiction but at some point I got strung out got arrested went to jail, spent a little time with myself. Right. Um, and when I got out, I was very,
0: you're the only alive. person on earth who would ex- express being in jail as having a little time to yourself.
1: Yeah, I was having a, it was like a timeout. Um, I mean, there's people there, but it is, it's like a timeout. It's time to read every book that you ever wanted to read. And, yeah. um, I don't know. Generally it's time to find Jesus is what people do a lot. Um, But, and I'm not knocking that, I'm just saying it's a a little time for yourself. It's it's a lot of time for yourself. It's a lot of figuring out how to fill time. Because uh, in my experience, at least in county jail, the United States idea of a punishment is we are going to bore you to death. Right? Um, Anyways, so when I got out, there's a, a whole bunch more to this story, and I'm not worried about sharing it at all, but for time. I'm going to say when I got out, I was very alone. You could imagine no matter what my story is before this, I was very alone. Um, all the people that were my, I needed to make a change in my life. And all the people that were my friends uh, were into drugs, obviously bad influence, all that. So I just cut that out and really just started over. Cause I had went through a divorce at this time and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> and I started writing music and also writing in, a notebook and started filling notebooks with just thoughts um things that i was struggling with things that i was feeling things that i was all these things and then i kind of got interested in um i guess just trying uh, interested in something's always interested me is how this sentence flows and hits you so much harder than the same communication or the same uh whatever you're trying to say yeah, but just place differently with different words. And everybody hears it. It's interesting to me that everybody hears it. you hear, um, give me liberty or give me death. And it's like, you could have said that a million different ways and they would not have hit like they did. Right. Um, anyways, I started writing and then at that time I didn't actually have Instagram. And I remember somebody told me to get on Instagram at one point and I'm like, that's lame. It's for pictures. It's just like Facebook. Um, and eventually, after a while, I had both, and I just started posting little tidbits, little things, and then I kind of started getting interested in the uh, art behind it, and I started getting into stuff like that, and then I kind of started meeting people, and what I will say, the difference that I figured out, um, in my arrogance I didn't see at the beginning, there was a huge difference between Facebook and Instagram, because Instagram you would use hashtags and that will draw you to people that are interested in things that you're interested in. And for me, I live in a town of about 25,000 people. You could imagine there's not, I mean, there's barely a music scene. So a poetry scene is a pretty uh, niche kind of deal. And if you tell somebody, you know, you were doing a poetry reading already, I'm sure that two and a half people might show up. It's, it's just not something that you're going to find here. But there was a ton of people that were interested on Instagram right um, not just not just writing it but also i found out they are passionate about writing music yes. art and that that whole thing really brought that together and in a time in my life where like i said i felt extremely alone so it was really nice to have that community to to make me feel like there are people that are interested in life and living and the beauty of what's dark and the beauty of what's beautiful. And you know, all, all these things when yeah. you're happy, when you're sad, when you're whatever, and they talk about it.
0: Yeah. That is probably the best, how I came to Instagram story ever, by the way, I've always thought so.
1: Um, Oh, and I'll just say in case there's, cause I did mention, thank you, by the way, Chris. And I'm just, it, it was the best thing that could have happened to me for that time. And it's not just Instagram, but it was the people, the people on Instagram, obviously. And you were one of those people, but I will say, um, because I said, you know, I struggle with addiction. I've always struggled with addiction. Um, so I have almost two years clean right now. So I will just mention that because i don't want to leave it up to, yeah, thank you. And talking about those people that I came to Instagram and met. You are one of those people that I am very thankful for and love that I'm able to be so honest with you and just talk things through. And there's not judgment and there's not any of that. And you find beauty in the terrible things I've done and places I've been and those things. And it's helpful for me to know that I'm not alone.
0: Wow. Thank you.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't know what to say. <laughs> You're <laughs> welcome. And thank you for being that same person for me. I mean, I feel very fortunate to be in this endeavor with two of my best friends. You know, Paul is also one of those people as well. And I know that without you, Corey, my writing wouldn't be as strong as it is today. So, um, and we'll talk about sort of how we came to know each other in in a minute, because I think our relationship I think our relationship is very special. And you and I have both... And often
1: misconstrued. And
0: often misconstrued. So let's just clear (laughs) clear the air before the rumors get started. Corey and I are not involved with each other.
1: (laughs) Okay, perfect.
0: We are best friends. There's no romantic connection between us whatsoever. Um, Absolutely. So... So that's you guys can, um, yeah. So there is nothing more that needs to be said about you that.
1: You can, so you can go ahead and put that to bed.
0: Yeah, you can put just that to
1: like bed I, just like I do to Chris.
0: Oh. Just kidding.
1: <laughs> no, it's really just, it's really I'm just kidding.
2: But if people want to, you know,
1: uh, every, everything Chris said. <laughs>
2: Sorry. <laughs> just dead silence. Just dead silence. <laughs> I was just going to say. You were if saying, Paul. continue writing their slash yeah. fiction about you guys, then, you know, hey, eh, there's a rumor on the internet for that. <laughs> That's, <laughs>
0: That's true. That's, That's true. Sometimes it's fun to procrastinate right. those rumors.
1: All right. So, babe, were you going to say anything else? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Sweetie, hold on, boo. Hold on. <laughs> cool it, cool it there, babe. Well, I was gonna tell, I was gonna tell my story about how I, <laughs> how I came Let's to Instagram. Hear.
1: You want to hear Absolutely. it? Absolutely, I'm yeah. so ready.
0: Sugar, were you gonna say anything else? <laughs> where I got
1: started? <laughs> oh, think, is that? I Paul? think she's talking to you, Paul. Um, no, go ahead, Grace. <laughs> I think. You're okay, sugar. so there's
0: she nothing between Paul, Corey, and I either. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it's not.
2: It's not what you uh, think. Uh, not what
0: it looks like
1: but if you want Mr. to to
2: triangle but. we've eliminated one and two <laughs>
1: there absolutely is oh oh, oh let's not talk about, let's let's not talk about that other part because that's still I, I haven't really okay. decided what I want to do in
2: that we're gonna area leave there so
0: <laughs> okay yeah. this went I off the rails a- I have to tell you this went off the rails a lot <laughs> later in the episode than I thought it would.
1: Yeah. We just so, so good. We got a little comfortable and then just whatever. Then it
0: just all came out. So mm-hmm. it's all I can handle. It's all I can handle. Okay, so I will tell you briefly how I came to Instagram. It's not nearly as poignant or interesting um as as Corey's. Um I came by way of a stripper. So if if I'm gonna <laughs>
1: I'm going to be all well, that is an opening line to a piece I came by way of a stripper. <laughs>
0: I came by. So maybe that'll be the next piece that I work on. Um yes. so I've been writing since I was 12 years old, so about 30 years. And um I got married as so I wrote actively for quite a long time. Um from the time I was in 6th grade, I my mom says that I was given an assignment to write a haiku and I was hooked after that and what we didn't know at the time was that I'm bipolar which we know now and so there would be days that I would just lock myself in my room even in my teens and just write and write and write and I was prolific all the way through my 20s and then I got married and I got very depressed at the same time Um, not because of my marriage (laughs) It just so happened. <laughs> <laughs> just that came later. It just, it just so happened. Uh,
1: Marital do that to you. <laughs>
0: it sucks the life out of you sometimes. All three That's of us have, have been married and are no longer married. That, yeah. So, yeah. so um, anyway, so I went into a really deep writer's block. I just couldn't couldn't write. I think I wrote maybe four poems in the 14 years that I was married. Um, and I just used that as a timeline. Um because what happened after I, I got divorced was, is it started, you know, I, I got some help and it started to to, to write again. Um, but what it took was dating. <laughs> so I started dating. And so I started to have emotions and feelings and experiences that I hadn't had in almost 20 years, you know, being married and courted and dating and all of that stuff. So it was, it, it was a little frightening to have so much emotion that was that was pouring out. Um, and what's funny is, so producer Paul and I, we dated briefly. Um, we're dear friends now and we just really wanted to be in each other's lives. Um, and, and romance wasn't how that was going to happen um, and have us be stable and stay together. But Paul actually is one of the first people that I wrote poetry about.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice. It all yeah. comes full Brilliant. circle it with producer comes, Paul.
0: It does. It does. I wrote a piece called the first time a song broke my heart for Paul about Paul. Love
1: it. <laughs> <It's>,
2: <laughs> that's also, it's not
0: awkward at all. Is it Paul? Never
2: was, never will be. <laughs> that's cool. No,
0: no, yeah. it's fine. And so, wow. um, I was just thinking about how I wanted, you know, how I started to write. And and I ended up on Instagram because I just started using it for a vacation that my sister and I and our daughters went on. And um, I was dating a stripper, a former stripper, I should say, at the time. <laughs> and I was getting a lot of great material <laughs> out
1: of that relationship. Really. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, God. Strippers are good for that.
0: Strippers are good for that. Male stripper. Um, pretty and dumb. <laughs> pretty oh, and, pretty dumb. and dumb. Love it. And um, and so I just I I was angsty one night and I was writing and I ended up on Instagram because I was looking at my photos and in the suggested area was like these poems, and I was like, holy crap, holy crap, I can put my poems on Instagram. And so I went back and I pulled some old ones and I started to put them on there. And I think like back to what those looked like artistically now, you know, then versus how they look now because I have a very distinctive style now. Um, And I think it's so funny, but um, so I started writing about um, this guy. And so that just started from there and it became sort of an addiction. And the more Mm -hmm. I posted, the more I started to write and it was just those walls came down and, Um, It it felt so freeing. And then I started to make connections in the community, you know, much like you did, Corey, start to meet people, Mm -hmm. just like you do anywhere. Um, And it was a gift to meet people that were like minded writers after the, you know, horror stories of online dating that I experienced. Um, And so yeah, so, so that's, I came by way of a stripper, not, not, you know, jail and an addiction, um, and I say that you know because I have so much respect for what you've been through and your attitude and your accountability about those things and the way that you write honestly about them. And I, I say the stripper, you know, very tongue in cheek. But what's ended up happening is is finding again the joy that was part of my life when I was in that artist community you know in arkansas yeah. and really and really thinking you know my god this is global you know this is not just a small pocket community in the south this is a, a group of global people who and i've i said this you know i've said it before when i've done live streaming i said it in my book that you know it's a master class you know if you if you use instagram in the right way, you can learn so much from the writers who are there and the poets who are there. It's just absolutely amazing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I just want to say, um, you, you keep kind of mentioning like, you know, I didn't come by way of this and I know, you know, I came by way of a stripper and that's uh, really tongue in cheek and all that, but I just want to say, um, there's something about the years that you were writing those things that I I just don't have. There wasn't years where I was writing. There was years where I was doing whatever the hell I was doing. Um, Our stories are a little similar as far as uh, you got married and kind of felt a writer's block. I was more uh, doing music at that time, got married, and I just didn't have the passion to do it. I don't know if I was drained from the day to day. I don't know if I was drained from the kids. I don't know if I just um, was not happy and wasn't uh, actively pursuing an outlet like I am now. But. The fact that you stuck with that, you didn't have, there wasn't somewhere to post it. There wasn't that you were, you know, somebody was going to read it. You were just writing it. And that diligence that you had through those years, which I know you weren't writing for those 14 years, but in the early on from 12 to, I can't remember the age you said. um, 27. The diligence that you had in that, it really, it really brought a structure I think to at least the people that you're connected to on Instagram, it brought a structure to me. Um, The things that you learn about writing or the things that you learned over putting in that time, I'm a big fan of learning from people. You know, I like to ask a lot of questions and understand how something works. And you are just a wealth of that knowledge from learning it the real way, learning it by doing it and telling me your opinion of how, you know, this is what I've tried before. This is what I don't like. This is what I do like. You're always really careful to be like, you do what you want. Right. I'm just giving you advice.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, that's so appreciated. I know not just by me. I know there's a ton of people connected to you on Instagram that and also just the diligence that you had with that is like your weekly lives, your the things that you've stuck to and you're like, I'm gonna make this into something, or I'm gonna do it as an outlet, but this is something I'm gonna consistently do. I think the community has really latched onto that and has went has really appreciated it.
0: Well, I'm glad to hear that. And I certainly hope so. I mean, it was, it wasn't, and thank you for saying it. Um, it certainly wasn't my intention or plan when I came to the community to do those things, but, um, I just feel so passionately. What?
1: I said you're just stubborn as fuck.
0: (laughs) I am stubborn as fuck. (laughs) Um, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I am. Um, in any case, I I believe in in building the community, and I believe in trying to get you know it's there's a selfish aspect to it too. I want to learn from other people, and I see so much talent that's out there, and it's important to me to continue to grow and find people who challenge you know who challenge me. You're certainly one of those people who, from a writing perspective, challenge. Well, you challenge me in just about every aspect of life. Um,
1: <laughs> I got a big mouth.
0: You do have a big mouth. You do. <laughs> so speaking of that, let's talk about how we met.
1: Okay. I want to also say one thing real quick. You talked about the atrocity that was the imaging or the whatever that you were doing at the beginning of Instagram. Yeah. Um, when you're writing, I remember what I used to do and I've kind of found out that this is the thing through talking to other writers on Instagram. What I used to do is I didn't give a shit about the background, right? I cared about, I cared about the words and I was excited to share the words. I was so excited to share the words that what I would generally do is they would come to me. I might edit them up, edit them up for a minute fix what I liked fix or take out what I didn't like. And then I would usually just zoom my camera in on my pant leg, whatever pants I'm wearing, blur out the denim or whatever, and then just throw the words in a white <laughs> box on top of it yes. and like post it. <laughs> it didn't look like you're taking a picture of your pants. It just looks, it's like, I can't think of a background and I'm like, who cares what the background is? Pick a color. Here's your shirt. Here's your jeans. Here's your car seat, you know, whatever. So it's just funny. I think about that now and I'm like, and I've actually seen, a lot of smaller pages where i'm like i can i can look at a zoomed in picture of somebody's denim and recognize it from anywhere <laughs> i'm telling you that's how many times i did that i am telling you i could see yeah i'm like I mean, oh you're wearing some dark blue jeans huh, when you wrote this
0: <laughs> <laughs> we all start so humbly and develop our awesome. it's really funny to see how, or it's not funny it's very interesting to see how people's style evolves visually as well as with their words. And you can see it in bulk, you know, the sort of shift from a community standpoint. It's, it's, it's fascinating. So it's fascinating. Okay. So tell us how we met.
1: I will tell you, I was working on a piece and I had read, so I had been reading Chris for a while, following her for a while, because from the first time I read something of hers, I went, damn, that's got something that hit me. That's powerful. That's honest, whatever it was. And I, to be honest, I don't remember the first piece I ever read from you. I just remember that I consistently, every time I saw your work, I was like, and I had a few people in my mind like that, you know, where you're scrolling your newsfeed and you're like, damn, this person is just every time they're writing something good. They're not posting shit. And after a while I noticed, okay, I'm liking her stuff all the time. I'm liking it all the time. I probably left, I think I left a few comments and then you, at some point, I knew you'd been liking my stuff too. Yeah. And you had left some comments and we were kind of, you know, liking and commenting back and forth. But you got to remember, not you, but reader. No, I'm joking, but <laughs> you have to, reader, you have to remember. No, but you have to remember that um, we don't know anybody or we don't know each other from anybody. I just know, yeah. honestly, for the longest time, uh, for the longest time, she was a uh, poetica ex uh, machinima, machinima. <laughs> in my mind. Yeah, in my mind, it was Poetica underscore X underscore Machinima, because the first time I read it, that's what I said in my head. And then I, <laughs> I did it forever. But um, at one point, I was working on a piece, and I thought, I think there was maybe two people that I thought, maybe I'll message this person and ask them. I just couldn't get the word right for the title of this piece, and this word was going to be used it wasn't going to be used, but it was going to be danced around through this piece a lot.
0: But it was the crux of and, the whole thing. It was such an amazing But it piece. was
1: the crux of the entire piece. And I was going to put that word on the collar of, um, on a girl's collar of a sweatshirt, of a sweater that I found of uh, a bit of whimsy artist. I don't know if you follow her, but that uh, I always liked her stuff. And when I saw her art, which is just another little kind of fascinating thing about Instagram, you'll scroll through and look at art and it will inspire a piece. Right? Um, You'll start thinking of something like that. So, anyways, I saw that piece and it inspired that. And then I couldn't think of really what this woman's face in the art was saying to me. But I had written a whole piece around it. And I was trying to come up with the word that was going to go on her collar and also title the piece. And I just reached out and said, I can't remember exactly what I said, but something like, hey, this might be silly, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You said, but I really like your work.
1: I don't. And I, think, I really like your work. Yeah.
0: And I think you might be it. able to help me with this. And can you help me find a word? And I remember thinking, I was like, oh my God, this is so cool that this guy is asking me for help. Cause no one was really asking me at the time. I mean, I'd had a couple of people come and ask me, but my account was smaller than yours, I think. And,
1: uh, yeah, I think you had about 14 or 1800 followers at that time, probably four. I think you had 14 ish and I had 18 ish. Yeah. So we're pretty close.
0: Yeah. And so that just started conversations.
1: Yeah, and absolutely. and I know
0: that it was, it was a little bit in between the time that we was we started talking to each other about pieces and Corey started coming to my lives um, yep. pretty regularly and started getting smart assy. And so we were messaging.
1: I didn't start getting there. I just was that
0: you started showing it to me. Yeah, it, absolutely. You revealed your true colors in that moment.
1: Yeah.
0: And so, yeah. Um. And so we were messaging after a live one night, and Corey's like, "Can I just call you?" And I was like, "What? What?" He people don't just call each other. They don't just call each other. And I was like, before I could even think, I was like, "Sure." And then my phone was ringing. Yeah and I think after that yeah
1: because I'm I I was enjoying the conversation and I'm like I can't sit here and I can't fucking
0: he hates to message
1: these novels messaging I'm like if I'm passionate about a conversation or I'm enjoying a conversation uh the buffer of hitting it out on a keyboard is just bothering the shit out of me
0: yeah yeah no I it it was refreshing again I liken it to my whole like my whole online dating experience where it was like, you know, you're so, it's so text heavy and then somebody like cold calls you or wants to talk to you and you're like, Oh, Oh my God, I'm not ready for that. This is too serious.
1: <laughs> this is getting too serious. That's it's a moving whole culture too fast. Thing can, and so I had to reset,
0: I had to reset my, um. I had to reset my frame of reference and be like, sure you could call. And so that started, <laughs> I think a month of us talking on the phone for two, two at least two hours every day where we yeah, developed, awesome. it, yeah, where we developed this really amazing rapport and Corey was asking all kinds of questions about writing and we were learning from each other and sort of pushing each other. And that very naturally evolved into these working sessions where mm. we will you know, work out and hammer out pieces and, you know, do all of these, you know, amazing things Um, and, and really get to know each other in a very unique way through talking on the phone, sure. And getting to know each other's stories, but as we push each other to be more naked and more raw and more real in the work that we do, I mean, you get to know a person in a way that that you never get to know somebody. I mean, I feel so privileged to have had that opportunity.
1: Yeah, it's something that's uh as you're pushing yourself, of course, to like, okay, well, like I always think, and I think I think a lot of artists think this, and I hope they do. I hope they strive for honesty. And if it's something they don't value, that's fine. I'm not saying there's one way to to be an artist, but I am saying for me, I value honesty in somebody's work. To me it's the most raw place you can be. Like I said, and like Chris said, anonymity is something that you have there for that moment. It never has to leave your notepad. If you post it on Instagram or if you post it wherever, if you, you know, there's other pages and all that stuff, but it's something that you have for that moment. And if you can't be honest in that moment, you're probably not going to be able to, it brings me back to the. I've told you this phrase a couple of times. They were constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. Yep. The type of person. Yeah. And if you can't be honest in that moment, you probably will not be able to be honest with yourself. And to do that with another person, I was pushing myself to be doing that. I know Chris was pushing herself to do that. And to do it with another person, uh, for lack of a better term, in the same room, And bouncing those ideas off of each other and saying, I remember multiple times, can I write this? Is this too raw? Can I say this? And it's like, no, yeah, you can't. If it's it's you and it's true, then you can say it. And also, just want to tell you, it's beautiful.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. So, we just did our first podcast.
1: Nice! (laughs) We got to get that audio set up. We got to get that the crowd ah, that whole thing
0: <laughs> so this is our first it's like our first instagram post yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be really good um,
1: that's fun
0: yeah so i'm
1: wait i, I want to hear one more thing is the is the podcast over is this thing on
0: it's <laughs> we're done we're yeah so what's up
1: caller caller did i lose you <laughs> um <clears throat> are you still there caller i was going to say paul i don't know how paul came to instagram is it just through his friendship with you and then something that started or
2: yes. Oh, sorry. I think I was muted. Producer. Um, so I kind of came to this through Chris. Um, she came to me one day and said she, she, uh, she was starting to do this live on Instagram, uh, doing a, uh, um, um, an open mic poetry thing. And she asked me if, uh, I wanted to, to watch one day. you know, cause I was here hanging out for a weekend. So I thought, hey, if nothing else, this will be entertaining. You kind of go into that with a little bit of a cynical, this could be a shit show thing. <laughs> but, um, and yes, honestly, it was interesting. And I thought it was, was kind of yes. fun. Uh, but very much, uh, I think it was maybe the second or probably third time I watched uh, somebody wrote or uh, read either Chris read something, uh, but I'm pretty sure it was somebody that she brought in to read their own work. Um, just the, the poem was, uh, incredible and spoke to me and you know, it kind of made me cry. And that kind of is the point where I really got sucked into this.
1: Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's great to hear. I, I just to say, I don't know producer Paul that well, so we're getting to getting to know each other. Um, and that's cool. That just that's really cool. I'm glad that you got sucked into this.
0: It it was shocking to me in the sense that he is such a, a misanthrope sometimes. Although he says yeah. that. He has the biggest heart of anybody that you'll ever meet. Don't I can
1: hear that, yeah.
0: Don't let him that. fool you. He is a loving and wonderful person. But um
1: But you know I say that garbage too, and I'm I mean Yeah, but you your heart is like garbage. a
0: shriveled up little piece of coal, so
1: Well, it's like a big it's like a big piece of coal. It's big. That's the thing I'm trying to say. It's big. Okay, it might be coal.
0: I mean, I guess I don't think in this instance the size help. matters.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> oh, <he's> so rude. <laughs> so, um, all right, so. Chris is rude. <laughs> I can be rude. It's only in response to you, dear. probably in response to you. It's all
1: about perspective. It's all, all about, about perspective, tiger.
0: So I, I'm thrilled you. that I'm thrilled that Paul is part of the community, and I'm thrilled that he was so inspired by it because you know, he's he's essentially the reason that this podcast is seeing the light of day. You know, Corey and I were talking about it for a long time, but Paul's done all of the engineering and the work to to get absolutely. us here. So, Paul, we want to thank you for all of the work that you've done to get us to this point, because this is something that's very exciting for, for Corey and I. And I know the community has been, you know, asking for for some time.
2: It's definitely my pleasure. Yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, thank you, Paul. Yeah, once Chris kind of let this envelop me, I was hooked and I said, I need to, I will do whatever I can to help build this thing that's happening. And I, I want to see this grow and pull in more people and pull in more um, contribution and whatnot and have it be the community that it wants to be and is kind of not necessarily allowed to be just being restricted to Instagram.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. I agree.
0: I love it. I love it. So next time we are going to delve into the process that Corey and I've referenced about how we work. So we're, you know, creating a, a podcast by poets for poets and anyone who's interested in poetry. And we've had a lot of questions about how do we work together without rewriting each other's Pieces, Or making it a collaboration? How do you truly challenge someone and give them feedback without overhauling their piece and putting your voice in it? And so we're going to talk and demonstrate a little bit. We'll probably do some reading as well to introduce you to both Corey and I's work. Um, so we hope that you join us next time, and we hope that you were interested and in, in, entertained by the craziness uh, that we br- we brought to this hour of your Absolutely. life. Absolutely, um, and I hope that you feel like it was well spent. So, so guys, we is- are going to
1: try to put these up, sister. We're going to try to put these up on Tuesdays, right? On
0: Tuesdays, we're gonna be- yes
1: every tuesday so all we'll, right i just want to make sure to get that out there
0: yes yes and so um thanks everybody for joining Corey and paul thank you for being um here amazingly and funnily um and i think we're gonna say good night
1: night everybody all right good night <laughs>